0: There's just something soul crushing about doing work that doesn't feel like it's an important choice to you.
1: From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a long career as an employed professional. Today, on episode 125 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with psychologist and creator of the Authentic Growth Blueprint, Dr. Andy Garrett. With a doctorate in clinical psychology and extensive studies in life coaching and consultancy, Andy has worked with many high achieving professionals who became consultants. If you want some strategies to move the needle in the right direction for your consulting business, you'll want to listen to my conversation with Andy. Stay with us to hear all the details. There's no doubt that doing work that's important to you is one of the reasons professionals leave employment and start their own consulting business. Connecting what is important to you with buyers who want your expertise can be challenging. That's why it can be helpful to spend time learning how to build your consulting business. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support your business, access to experts, answers to your burning questions, and the camaraderie of supportive, collaborative colleagues. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Now let's welcome Dr. Andy Garrett. With a doctorate in clinical psychology and extensive studies in life coaching and consultancy, Andy has created revolutionary personal development protocol with his authentic growth blueprint signature course. Andy also has a successful private practice in Newport Beach, California, where he lives with his wife and two children. Andy, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, awesome, David. Great to be here with you. Excited to have this conversation. Really enjoyed our first conversation. Me too.
1: Let's talk a little bit about um, about going solo and your perspective on it. Tell me a little bit about the work that you have done, in particular with high achieving professional employees.
0: Yeah, so you know I'm very blessed and fortunate to get a chance to work with individuals who have a desire to want to just get to know themselves better. You know, oftentimes they come to me after having had a successful career in you know whatever business, engineering, in a corporate world, but at some point they realized that they were just going through the motions of life, right? They were good at what they did, but they weren't getting fulfillment. They didn't feel like that they were having passion. And so I think there's just something soul crushing about doing work that doesn't feel like it's an important choice to you. And so they come to me because they wanna hit that reset button and they wanna have the ability to really understand what's important to them, how to create strategies so that the choices that they make feel like a great reflection of their, you know, strengths. They're using their strengths in the exact way that they want to. And uh, they're doing things that feel like enthusiasm. It feels like passion. It feels purposeful.
1: And what kinds of changes in their careers do they typically make? Like what's, what's the range sort of, uh, I would say in, t- in terms of, of a pivot, I suspect some of them may have relatively, what may appear to an outsider as a minor pivot and to others, it may appear like a radical pivot.
0: Yeah, so for instance, I think I used an engineer as one of the examples. And so there's one individual who had a really successful career at a big engineering firm, uh, really disliked his job, he wanted more freedom. So when we took the time to understand what his core values were and how they aligned with the work that he did, right? It was very clear that it didn't. We understood what he was intrinsically motivated for. I, I believe that there's three core drivers around self-awareness, that if you can figure these three elements out, you will consistently make great choices that reflect what matters most to you right you'll you'll do work you'll create relationships where you feel most alive and you know you're really maximizing your capacity for freedom growth um, purpose impact so for this individual he is really driven by freedom and autonomy he loves uh being intellectually challenged so he ended up moving into uh it's not really day trading cuz he does it at a level that is uh, extremely high and he's playing with a lot of money but um he is loving it. There was a lot of uh, growing curves and I think some painful losses in the beginning, but as he continued with it, he realized that it was an incredible opportunity for personal growth, like learning how to control your emotions in doing trading and seeing the the highs and lows that can come on any given day. He absolutely loved that challenge and he loved the idea that, you know, interestingly at his job when he was having to be at work for meetings that. 7.30 7.30 a.m., he resisted it, uh, he, he really disliked it. It was like uh, dragging a, a giant crane, you know, behind him, getting to those meetings. But when he had to get up at 4 a.m. to go, you know, and hit the marks as they open up on the East Coast, he loved it because it was now a choice as opposed to an obligation. And so uh, he does, he's now doing the day trading, has tons of freedom, is able to go out surfing when he wants to, he's making more money than he ever did before, and his quality of life is exponentially higher.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned that there were three core drivers. What are they?
0: So I think that the first one is, is understanding your core values. And I understand that people do a lot of core values work out there, but I think that there is some amazing research. There are specific exercises that when you do them, you can expect certain outcomes. For instance, you know, some great research around just simply writing, doing little writing exercises where you take a few minutes every day to just talk about how your core values show up in your daily activities and what we know is, is that when you do that, within a very short period of time, it starts to change your internal narrative, how you think about yourself, and you start to develop a narrative of self-efficacy, right? You start to believe that you're capable of changing your circumstances. So if you know this and you're able to help someone who's getting ready to change careers, and they might feel overwhelmed and you know, might seem really daunting, helping them do exercises like that so that their decisions really do reflect their values, and they start to believe that they're capable of changing their circumstances, that's massive in helping them to create confidence, hope, helping them to create traction in reaching their goals.
1: Okay, so the first one is understanding your core values.
0: Yeah, understanding your core values but, and having a strategy for how to apply them, right? Mm-hmm. There's a variety of other tools that we use with core values that are life-changing, right? And I think I've seen a lot of people that do values work, but the part that they forget to do, is to actually use them so that they're internalized and that they're guiding their daily decisions. Um, I know a lot of people, I had a conversation with a friend the other day, and he said, oh, I've done my, my core values. I said, awesome, what are they? So he went to his uh, filing cabinet, <laughs> he pulled out a, an envelope, right? He pulled it out and he said, "You know, here, here's what they are. And I just had to start laughing. I said, when was the last time you looked at that? He said, it was like three years ago whenever I did the exercise. And I said, that's great that you did that work but the the real transformative value is when you internalize. Or sometimes I see people that have a list of like 25 values and they say, here's my values. And I think that's wonderful that they picked out 25 words that mean something to them. But at some point when you have that many values, they lose their uh, impact, right? Because you need to be able to access those values in the day-to-day moments when you have to make important decisions, when you're being challenged, right? When you're stressed. And so the ability to have four or five core values that represent who you are in all areas of life simplifies everything and helps you to consistently make great choices there. So, so that's core values, core values with strategy. The second one is understanding what drives your behavior, what motivates you. And the truth is, is that some motivation is just better than other types. And so when you're able to consistently tap into intrinsic motivation, that's where you really light up your sense of knowing what choices you want to make, knowing with competency what skills that you have and believe in, that you want to use to have your greatest impact and the skills that you want to continue, just get better and better and better at. And that's where you understand that the work you do or the choices you're making are connected to something bigger, whether it's a bigger goal, a bigger purpose. And we know that when you're intrinsically motivated, it's like rocket fuel. That's like clean you know, rocket fuel though. It's endlessly renewable. It's the key to getting into flow state. And the people that I built my program and the, the coaching protocol that we use, they were people who were living authentically in every area of life. And it was like they had this incredible enthusiasm for the life they lived, the work they did, and you could see it. And you could see because the impact they had on the people they worked with was amazing. And so when you can figure out what type of work allows you to really love every day, doesn't mean you're gonna love 100% of the things that you do. But let's say if it's 70% of the things you do, right, that makes that other 30% of that work so much more tolerable and easy to get through when you know that, you know, by and large, you think that your work has a significant impact, it has a you know purpose, and you feel like these are choices that are really important to you. So understanding what drives you and motivates you and making sure that's consistently driving your, just quickly, I know what I do, I absolutely love, right? This is Clearly, what I believe I'm called to do, it's something I feel is very meaningful, coming in to help people to really make more authentic choices. Somewhere along the lines, I remember I had a friend that I really looked up to. who was very successful. And so I was telling him, you know, I really love the work I do. And he asked me, so how much can you make? And I had a certain amount, you know, that I had figured out that I could make. And I felt really good that I could make this amount of money while helping people to change their lives, But his comment in response to me, said, that was it. You know, he kind of looked at it like it was a really small number. And so, well, before I was driven by a clear sense of that intrinsic motivation, the impact I can have, that one comment was enough, right, for me to start to question, well, maybe I should be driven to make more money. And so, for the next year and a half, I went on this quest of trying to figure out how I could really maximize the amount of money I made, and it was the most uh, unpleasant, dissatisfying year and a half of my career that I can remember. And even as I was making more money, I just felt like there was never enough. I was always trying to raise the bar because my source of motivation suddenly became this external factor. And I'd hit a, get a hit a dopamine when I made more money. But the minute that dopamine wore off, right, I started to feel empty and, and I had just chased more and more. So my ability to get back to being intrinsically motivated and making sure that's driving, you know, why I do what I do, even if that does lead to a nice, healthy payday is that's where you can really create success and happiness and bring those two together. So I love helping people when they're making pivots to make sure that the work they're pursuing really is of that type of motivation that's driving them. So.
1: Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. So understanding what drives your behavior and what what's the third core driver.
0: So the third one is understanding your strengths, you know, the unique strengths. And I know that there's uh, you know, looking at hard skills, so understanding you know, what type of skills you built through college and training and things like that. And I think that's absolutely important. What I more like to focus on though, is character strengths. You know, I, I think there's something unique when you when you compliment someone based off of their character, it just has more meaning to it, right? If someone tells me that you're so, you know, I think your, your wisdom really helped me or you're compassionate versus you're a really good psychologist. The one about my character just means a lot more to me. And so the more that I'm able to lean into using my character strengths and then knowing how I want to apply them in any given relationship or role to have the unique positive impact that's important to me. So we call it like my character strengths having a virtuous impact. And if I can use that core motivation, that that intrinsic motivation that's driving my character strengths, that's really in in the research on it shows it might be one of the single most important things that you can do to increase overall well-being, to increase productivity, to you know perform at your very best, and it also provides an incredible buffer to things like burnout, stress, anxiety, depression. So understanding your unique character strengths and how you want to apply them to have a positive impact, or you know what that purpose is that you want to use them for.
1: Andy, in your work applying these three core drivers to high achievers who are looking to live their life with greater purpose. What causes some of them to become consultants in their next the next iteration of their work rather than employees?
0: Yeah, so there's a, a client that I just recently worked with who had built a, a great business selling uh, products gadgets on on Amazon and made a good amount of money doing that. But as he went through my process and really understand, he might be the most encouraging human being I've ever come across. I mean he really is this incredibly encouraging inspirational person. And so he recognized that he had a unique set of skills in the business world and how to grow a business. But he wanted to use his gift of encouragement and inspiration to really, you know, be able to work with leaders and consult with them to help them feel like that the work they do matters more and help them to find joy in the work they do. I forget, he's got a tagline about, you know, helping people become better, but it's about just living with greater joy and inspiration. And uh, you can see the work that he does. When he, he first came to me, he was struggling with his health. Right? he was clearly I don't know if depressed but there was not a lot of life into what he was speaking he was he was really burnt out he wasn't very optimistic about you know the prospects even of the work that we we're going to do working but he had gotten a great referral from someone to work with me so he trusted the process he is so incredibly happy he gets more job offers than I think any human being I've ever heard of and not just job offers but obviously offers to work with companies to do more consulting work. And he's very selective, which is the amazing thing, right? And who he chooses to work with. Whereas initially he thought, I'll just take whatever comes my way because I need the income. He's actually found that he's using those values to filter who he chooses to work with. And so he's got some amazing clients that bring out the best in him. And he brings out the best in them. And they energize each other. And so I'd, I don't know, hopefully answer that question. But he found that the work that he did, while it helped him to certainly pay the bills and, and do quite a bit more than that, it just wasn't feeding a soul, right? There wasn't a sense of him really having enjoyment. And he thought about the next 30 years of his life and he thought, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore, right? I don't want to continue to do work that it, it just feels like I'm a hamster on a wheel, right? Going over, you know, the number one regret that people expressed in the great book on the death and dying you, you may have heard this, but yes, yeah, yeah, the is not living a life true to themselves. In fact, I would say all five of the regrets that uh, Bonnie Ware uh, discovered in her discussions were all related around authenticity, right? was was putting other people's uh, dreams, putting, you know, the pressure of society, doing all these things before, you know, who you are internally. And I think when you do that, you you know, I found myself often apologizing for things about myself that I actually really enjoy now. I'm a very (laughs) sensitive person, right? And I always saw that as like a, a weakness, and now I see that as one of my greatest strengths and I'm able to apply it in ways that I think has great impact. So, you know, I, th- I think it's it's really amazing when you start to embrace who you are, you start to see how you can use that as a gift and you start to recognize that you can make money, right? Empowering other people, helping other people to uh, understand maybe what they were designed for, the work they were supposed to do.
1: Right, that self-reflection can certainly lead to a lot greater satisfaction and... um and success as well. And speaking of which, for folks that has spent a long time as a high-achieving employee, they often talk about feeling um, the dissatisfaction with what they might describe as a toxic corporate culture. So their environment is one that, that causes them stress. And the longer they're in their role, even though they may be top producers, they may find that they're not really doing the kind of work that they most enjoy. They may not be working on the kinds of projects that they want to work on or serving the kinds of clients that they want to serve. And so there can be a strong desire to become self-employed so that they have more control over their time, how they use their time. And so they go out on their own. Sometimes they get pushed out and they decide, okay, well, it, it may not have felt good to get pushed out. But um, I want to use this as an opportunity to create my own thing and they they move forward as a consultant they may or may not have done the kind of work that you do with your clients where they have put all these pieces together so that they can not only be much more satisfied in the kind of work they do but but also do it in a way that pays their bills effectively you know particularly for people that are let's say mid career and later they often they've they've been in a particular lifestyle for a period of time and they're financial circumstances have supported that lifestyle. So so becoming a consultant, it's not like, you know, when you go from from a job to a job, your paycheck goes from 100% to zero and then back to 100% overnight. When you start a consulting business, it does not go from zero to 100% overnight. It, it can take, you know, quite a bit of time until you actually build up capacity in your business. What do you see as some of the stumbling blocks that, that these high achievers go through as they become consultants? And and is there a way to kind of recognize that there are steps they can take to to shorten the learning curve?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's such a great question. And I certainly can relate have seen so many people express exactly what you you just expressed very well. Yeah, you know, I often refer to the work that I do. It's it's the inner size that you do to make all the outer things that you want, right? To, to make sure that you're most likely going to produce. You become the type of person, right? Your identity matches the actual results you want to produce. So you're creating self-beliefs around that. I really think it's critical to start off with just a, a strong foundation, right? Of understanding what you care about. If you're choosing to do work that you just really don't care about with, you know, it doesn't really matter to you the likelihood you're going to continue to put in the effort that is required to build a successful consulting practice, which as you know, I mean, it takes uh, it takes a lot of re- resilience, persistence. So making sure that the work you're doing is just a, a great reflection of what matters to you. And like I said, it, it's a lot easier and simpler than I think people might realize. You know, you, you go in, I don't mean to say it's easy, but if you have a good protocol, if you have a good framework, right, that will help you to put these in words that are your own, That all of a sudden, when the the light clicks on and you say, that is really what matters to me, right? And that's why that work was like, you know, again, I felt like there's a millstone around my neck as I was doing it. I felt like I was slowly drowning. You know, I think before I was able to really have clarity on who I am and to start building self strategies that reflected that, I kind of see it as, it's like, you know, if ideally I'm authentically, you know, moving in a direction every part of me is moving in the same direction, right? I have relationships that are consistent, right? People who share my values, people who, you know, I have positive interactions with, that there's a good authentic fit there. And so now my relationships are moving in the same direction as I am, right? The goals I set, the decisions I make, the work I do, it's ideally all flowing in one basic direction. Not to say that, you know, there isn't maybe some hiccups or occasional, you know, dips and turns or things like that. But I think a lot of people... They spend their life, you know, not using skills that are really important to them. They spend their life, you know, prioritizing other people's values. And so their life is more like, you know, kind of sputtering in one direction while their boss wants them to go in another direction. Their wife is pulling them in another. And so they feel fragmented, right? And so they really, there's no core, consistent, coherent sense of who they are and how that reflects, you know, the the life strategy that they've created, how that reflects in the work that they do. You know, I had a, a woman who has an amazing social media business that she's built since leaving her corporate job. And she had a, a, one of her biggest clients who paid her a lot of money. But when we ran through her you know, filters, is this person aligned with your core values? Are you intrinsically motivated to do this work with them? Is it a great use of your strengths? It was a firm no on all three of those. In that work that she did while it paid her a lot of money, right, it was absolutely draining. She went home every day with a headache, right? It was starting to affect her marriage. Uh, she really was unhappy, even though it was getting paid a lot of money. So it took a little bit of kind of, you know, working with her and took some courage, but she ultimately decided to refer that that person to someone else that she thought was a better fit. And within two weeks, she got two brand new clients, right? That were an ideal fit, checked all three boxes. She replaced that income and then some, and, and I get, right? It's a great story that may not always happen, but when you know what direction, right, when you are able to really quickly understand what to say yes to and what to say no to, and that becomes deeply crystallized, right, And who you are, the opportunities that are going to, you know, help you to do your best financially while also supporting, you know, being happy and fulfilled and doing your best work, it just will become really clear. You know, I've had a lot of clients say that as they did this work. They just started more intuitively trusting themselves to make the right choices. They spent a lot less time having to go through their own internal self-talk, right? Of second guessing themselves, ruminating about things that didn't go well, opportunities missed, why didn't I have the courage to do this? And they got had a lot more time in their own internal flow state, right? Their own internal experience became more enjoyable and they consistently, and it builds this virtuous loop, right, where who you are reflects what you do and how you do it and why you do it. And then it all reaffirms who you are and it starts to really build up and create this incredible momentum. Does, it, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I know the, the clarity is really important. One of the things that that I often say is as a consultant or as an entrepreneur, and besides the fact that ideas are a dime a dozen and implementation is priceless, what what is really critical in the decision-making process is understanding when you should say no. And, it, and that is actually a much more important decision than what you say yes to.
0: Something I I know I struggled. Being a, a you know, my my true North for many years was just wanting approval from other people and even creating my own practice. I was really scared doing it on my own. You know, there's multiple times I was trying to figure out who could I hitch my wagon to, right? Who is who out there is someone that seems to be confident in a way where if I got their approval and they said they want to work with me, then it would make me feel like I, you know, was was really going to make it. And I almost partnered a couple of times with people that, you know, in reflection, and I should have been able to see at the moment, it it would have been a terrible partnership. And so, you know, I was was fortunate to have some people around me that did kind of say, you know, I I don't know that that's gonna be your best choice, but uh, the more I started to trust myself, you know, and I I have created some strategic partnerships now, but now I, I feel very confident that those were great choices. Whereas before I felt a desperate sense of saying yes, uh, because I needed that approval uh, and not saying no to things that I clearly should have said no to. So I think that's, that's so critical, uh, what you're saying there.
1: Yeah, that, that is so important. Well, Andy, we have covered so much territory in a short amount of time, and it's clear that you have come to a fundamental understanding of what's really important for somebody to make a deep transformation in how they work and how they fulfill their life's purpose. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything you've shared today or access any resources you have or get in touch with you, where would be the best place for them to go?
0: Yeah, please uh, check out therealumatters.com and there you'll, you'll get to learn more about what we do. And, and there's a, a questionnaire there to see if you might be a good fit for what we have to offer. Also, you can check out my website at uh, ag-thrive.com. And uh, we'd love to offer if anybody is potentially interested in working with us, if you uh, refer to being, you know, coming through this podcast, we'd love to offer a a special discount. So just make sure you mention uh, going solo and uh, we'd love to offer a a 10% discount on any services that we provide.
1: Sounds great. Well, Andy, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Going Solo. My guest today has been psychologist and creator of the Authentic Growth Blueprint, Dr. Andy Garrett. Thank you again, Andy, for joining us.
0: Yeah. Thanks, David. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate it.
1: When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode, along with the links we mentioned on the show. There's no doubt that doing work that's important to you is one of the reasons professionals leave employment and start their own consulting business. Connecting what's important to you with buyers who want your expertise can be challenging. That's why it can be helpful to spend time learning how to build your consulting business. Inside the Smashing the Plateau community, you'll find a range of tools and resources to support your business, access to experts, answers to your burning questions, and the camaraderie of supportive, collaborative colleagues. Check out the Smashing the Plateau community so that you can build a successful consulting business on your own terms, doing what you love and getting paid what you're worth. Learn more at smashingtheplateau.com slash community. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash community. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.